So I want to offer this to anybody right now who has experienced the success, the excitement of getting funded, of get being able to do the thing that you want to do, of having it take off, having it really be happening, and then finding yourself, whether you're in year one, year four, whatever, in the depths of just like, how long am I going to have to fight? <laughs> who knows the reference? All my life I had to fight, right? How long am I going to have to fight, right? And you have potentially forgotten these few but very key things. Hello, hello. You are listening to Your Unapologetic Career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. Okay, I don't know about you, but for me, whenever I'm trying to learn something new or integrate something new in my life, I really need to see it written down. I need a framework to understand how to make it come alive for me and also so I can adapt it to make it work for me. And that's what I was thinking about when I started writing the KD Coach Foundation newsletters way back in 2019. I spent about 18 months writing these twice a month, thinking about all the ways in which I could communicate really clearly and honestly, briefly about some career shifting tactics, strategies, and perspectives that can truly change people's experience of their career. Now, let's be honest, some of these were great Some of them were good and some of them were just a really good try. But what I've done is compiled them into a digestible format of all of the great ones. I want to be able to keep this knowledge going. I got so many messages over and over again about how much the newsletters were changing people's approach to their productivity, the approach to managing their sanity and their energy during the week, and their approach to thinking about how to translate the goals and the desires of their career into functional, actual actions in their day in and day out experience. If you're interested in any of that, I really encourage you to sign up for our newsletter, the Katie Coaching Foundations. It's free 99 and you can sign up at slash foundations. Once you sign up, you will get one of these top tier, best performing, <laughs> most cited (laughs) newsletters from that period of time in your inbox every two weeks. I share these because I know, honestly, a lot of people are never going to sign up for Get That Grant. A lot of people are not going to be able to access the coaching we do because we're unapologetically focused on women of color faculty in academic medicine. But hey, I still want to help our entire field. I want to start a revolution. So if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely sign up at www.kemidole.com slash foundations 
to check out our Career Foundations series. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm going to continue on with this theme of the PI series, the PI journey. And today I'm going to have probably a little bit of a shorter episode, but I think about a topic that, again, is really important, which is a little bit of zeroing in on the project phase where things are up and running, but there are lots of challenges. This is, I don't know, somewhat personal, (laughs) like so many things. I share from my own experience, but also from, you know, experience of coaching many people through these phases, these experiences and, and kind of seeing patterns over and over and over again. And I think one of the patterns that happen over and over again, but again, just don't seem to be at the forefront of how we talk about what the job is as being a faculty researcher, as being a PI, but is like so obviously part and parcel, like the apple pie of the job is navigating through seasons of challenge. And I'm using seasons very intentionally there. I'm not talking about a day where things go wrong. I'm not talking about a week where things are off. I'm talking about where you kind of can look up and look back and be like, okay, this project, it is going, but I literally feel like I have been in battle (laughs) every day, every week for months. Like if it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not that thing, it's this thing. Like it's not just major deviations. It's also this thing over here, dealing with personnel challenges, which are extraordinarily exhausting and they have a multiplier. So if you are in any way, shape or form dealing with performance challenges among staff or sometimes even mentees and like who have critical roles on the work that you are doing, it makes also every other challenge, any other thing that happens have this like extra draining weight to it. So there can be phases when you are executing your work, when you're executing a study, a project, like the thing you very much want to do, right? This is not about doing work you don't want to do. This is like you're in your lane (laughs) doing the work that you want to do, but it is hard. And it's hard because there are seasons where there are just, it's almost like the barriers feel unrelentless. The issues feel like they never end. And again, I just want to say if there are any performance staff issues on top of that, it's like everything is a multiplier. And it's one thing for like something to go wrong a day or a week at a time. It's another thing to look back and basically feel like I've been battling for six months. It's like every week there's a challenge that feels like takes it all out of me. So first of all, I want to say that this happens. This happens. If you're a funded PI listening to me right now and you feel like I am in the fucking trenches, I need you to understand that this happens all of the time. It's not just that it, it happens, it's that it happens all of the time. And the nuances and like the specificity of how it shows up based on the kind of research you do, I do think that varies. That's another thing I can offer in terms of our perspective of working with like basic scientists, working with translational scientists, working with clinical trialists, working with outcomes researchers, working with health services, community engaged researchers, like the way that it shows up, like what the things are that pop up as problems, that looks different. But the seasons, having seasons months at a time 
where in order to do the work you're trying to do, you feel like you have to get up and like box all day, every day. That is common. That is common. And I think the first step in helping ourselves through those seasons is one, really recognizing that they are common. They happen. They are not an accumulation of everything you've ever done wrong. They are just part and parcel of doing new things. Like, shall I remind you that what our job is, is to like propose and then try out new things, usually that have never been done before. So just to remind you, part of what happens when you go out and do things that have never been done before is that you find all the barriers that haven't been found before, okay? Like, that's how it goes. I have to remind myself too. But just a reminder, it is a sign that you are actually doing what you set out to do. So one, awareness that this happens. But here's the second thing I wanna give you, and it's in the word that I use at the top of this, which is that it is a season. It is not an epic. It's not an era. It's not like the end of the world. It's not like it will last forever. It is a season. And season is important because it can last for a while, but it will not last forever. It truly will not last forever. There is consistently in this almost weird, magical way, right? There's just a point of breakthrough where finally things line up, finally things are going, and you finally can enter like the maintenance phase. And there's some other stuff that can happen to us when that happens. You should definitely check out the other podcast episode on the PI's journey. I think it's called the PI's journey. What is it called, y'all? Project phases and pitfalls, something like that. But coming back here, it's to really understand that this is not going to last forever. But here's what we can do to sabotage ourselves in seasons of challenge. This is what can happen to us. If one, we don't realize that this is normal. And two, we start to forget that it's a season and we start thinking this is never going to end. There's lots of things that can happen, but I want to pull out a few that I see more consistently that can create sabotage. One is that when we don't realize that this is just something that happens, that this comes along with doing new things with innovating, that it's really actually really, really common, even though people don't talk about it. It's really, really common. We will judge ourselves because it's hard. Like we'll judge ourselves and tell ourselves, why is this so hard for you? Basically, right? We will pass judgment on the fact that it's difficult, that we're tired, that we're feeling burnt out. Like literally you'll feel like you're not cut out for it or you're, or you'll be like, you should be stronger. Like, why aren't you stronger than this? Why can't you just handle this? That's the kind of thoughts that you will have. We'll judge ourselves because it's difficult. We'll be dealing with a personnel challenge and judge ourselves because it's hard to navigate. We'll be dealing with like the 15th (laughs) IRB issue and we'll judge ourselves for like why it's taking so much out of us. And that is so especially bad because the judgment now adds an additional layer of exhaustion. So now you were already tired, you're already worn, you're already burnt out, and now you have an extra voice saying, and you shouldn't even, it shouldn't even be this bad. It shouldn't even be this bad. So that doesn't help at all. The other thing that we do during this time is that, especially because of the harsh judgment, especially because of the like, I should be able to handle this, this is not that big of a deal, we also will like, we can pretty easily, it's actually shocking how fast this can happen, that we will spiral into forgetting that it is a season, that it does have an end, that it will not last forever. That the feeling where it's like, oh my God, like nothing will go right for months, for months, nothing has gone right, that that does not last forever. But we'll forget that. We will lose sight of that perspective. 
And once we lose sight of that perspective, whether it's a conscious thing or not, it's not like we wake up one day and go, it'll never be better. But once we unconsciously lose sight of that perspective, there's like a self-protective mechanism that will rise up and be like, I got to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) That would be like, I got to get out of here. This is not good. And actually, I really appreciate that part of us that's like, girl, you got to go. You know what I mean? Like that part of us is like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm, this is not good. This is not good. We got to go. But we'll basically start to either fantasize or take action or take steps to just like leave, to quit. I don't mean quick academics. I mean, like try to basically like remove ourselves from the challenge in whatever way, right? Abdicate the role, the PI role, even though that's what we worked hard for, you know, kind of disappear from the leadership team, right? Because we just like cannot deal with it anymore. Like we will start to rethink, maybe this isn't really, this life really isn't for me. Okay. I've been struggling for five months on this effing project that I thought was my dream project. And so maybe I'm not cut out for this. So we will catastrophize, which I mentioned in the other podcast, but really start to almost, again, easily like talk ourselves out of like, I can't even be here. I have to get out of here. Again, it makes sense. Again, it makes sense when the distortion happens and you forget that it's a season, that it's going to end. It's not going to last forever. So that's another thing we do. Not good. But here's the worst thing we do. And this, this is the thing I want you to hear and I want you to take action on. I mean, take action on everything. But if there's one thing that you're going to take action on, it's this. The final thing I want to bring up that we do, which is, I think actually is a, it's a big part driven by both of these other issues of judging ourselves harshly, you know, of forgetting that these things are temporary, is that we stop taking care of ourselves as leaders. We literally stop taking care of ourselves. So what I mean by that is that like, whether we notice it or not, we start like cutting out the things that we enjoy. We start thinking, well, I have to like make up for this thing over here by working harder over there. You know, we will stop having the kind of supportive meetings and connections that we have with people because we're just in struggle. We're just in struggle. We're just in struggle. And we're trying so hard to get out of it. And we feel like I have to use all of my energy, all of myself to get out of this. I don't have time to take care of myself. I don't have time to think about myself that way. We will basically get into that like negative coach voice where there's somebody just yelling at us, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And we might think, gosh, as soon as this is over, then I will get a massage. As soon as this is over, then I will like relax and take a half day as soon as, but the problem is like, it's never really over. We keep delaying anything that would help us feel better, anything that would help manage, right? What is so bad about this is that we actually will create like less and less and less capacity within ourselves because we're not taking care of ourselves well. So an analogy that I want to use that I want to offer is like finding yourself basically in like a castle, like this big castle, and it's like the middle of winter, right? And you're living in this castle. And the thing is, it is winter time. Like nobody's going to sugarcoat the fact that it's cold outside, girl. It's not the summer, it's not the fall, it's not the spring. It is the winter. There is like snow, there's hail, you know, it's cold, it's windy, it is rough out there. It's a rough season, okay? We're not gonna pretend otherwise. Like usually it's nice, you could just get up, walk to the mailbox, walk home, no big deal. It's winter time, you wanna get to the mail, you're gonna have to shovel snow and do all this stuff, put snow boots on. It's like so much effort just to do basic things. Does this sound familiar? It's a rough season. And here you are living in this castle. And what it looks like when we are trying to pull the old tool of just work hard, just push through it. It shouldn't be this hard. You should be stronger. Just deal with it. When we try to pull that old tool, that is like the equivalent of you walking into those castle walls at the end of the day and choosing to sleep on the concrete floor. 
no heat, no nothing. Just sleep on the concrete floor. Just no, no time or care or assessment to take care of yourself. Just leaving yourself with nothing. And then waking up and getting back outside and doing it all over again and coming back and just sleeping on the floor and thinking, oh yes, this is good. Cause I'm just, I'm giving it my all. In fact, maybe I should wake up an hour earlier, get out earlier, right? I understand why we do this. We do this because we were trained that what working hard is, and when things get hard and to get to our goal, what we do is that we sacrifice our well-being. We work ourselves to the limit. That's what we do. And then that's how we become successful. So that's the soup we've been swimming in. So when you read, even if you're doing pretty well on that, maybe you're like, oh no, I'm good. I've been doing this. I've been doing my this. I have my little patterns. I go on a half day. I go, I work at a coffee shop this day, whatever. When things get going, when things get rough, when you are in a rough season and it has been months, those things can fall away and you can accidentally go back in the tool shed and pick up, pick up that self-sacrificial, sacrifice well-being, sleep on the concrete floor metaphor tool and think that that's going to get you through. But I hope you can just take a moment to see how that is not helpful. And not only is it not helpful, it actually saps your energy. It drains you for the real and true challenging season that you're in. You don't need to wake up an hour earlier to go out in the snow a little bit earlier to get a little bit more work done. You need to get off the concrete floor and take care of yourself. You need to turn the heat on. You need to find the bedroom. You need to take a bath. You need to order in some Uber Eats. You need to think about when I walk into this house, how do I need to take care of myself so I can walk back out and deal with this storm outside? And it's amazing to me how much we will not do that because we do not have this conversation as part of the norm of what this job takes, of what it entails. So as opposed to trying to knuckle down and say, gosh, if just this happens, everything will be done. Then the season will be over. If I just work harder, if I just push more, maybe I'm not cut out for this. I feel like I have been at war trying to make this work for so many months. It's just not going to happen. What I always, what I love to start with is this. How are you taking care of yourself right now? How are you resourcing yourself to handle this incredible challenge in front of you? How are your self-care structures operating right now? Because here, I'm going to tell you right now, you know what often happens is that all breaks down. It all breaks away. It's like, it's going fine as long as like the challenge level is at a three or four. You kick that challenge level up to an eight or nine, it all goes away because we think it's temporary. We're like, ooh, this is a big one. It's temporary. Let me like buckle down for one or two weeks and fix this problem and then I can go back. But the problem is during seasons of challenge, during months of things not going well, you never were able to come back down again. And now your habits and your structures are decimated. And the move is not to figure out what Hail Mary, super, you know, strategic, four-dimensional chess move that you need to make to get out of the season. The move is to remind yourself, I need to take care of myself because I am the one leading this project. I am the PI here. I am leading this. It is my job to take care of myself so I can bring my best to these challenges because I deserve to be cared for. And also it doesn't actually work to try to sacrifice myself in service 
of fixing these challenges. That does not work. That is like walking out of winter into a castle and sleeping on concrete and thinking somehow that that is going to resource me better when I have to get up and get back outside again. So I wanna offer this to anybody right now who has experienced the success, the excitement of getting funded, of being able to do the thing that you wanna do, of having it take off, having it really be happening, and then finding yourself, whether you're in year one, year four, whatever, in the depths of just like, how long am I gonna have to fight? (laughs) Who knows the reference? All my life I had to fight, right? How long am I gonna have to fight, right? And you have potentially forgotten these few but very key things. One, this is normal. The way the challenges show up are different. Seasons of challenge are normal with innovative work. Two, it is a season. It will not last forever. You might not have a lot of control over when it ends, but it will not last forever. It is a season. And three, there's a decent chance that part of why it's so hard is that one, you're judging yourself too harshly. Two, you forgot that it's temporary. And three, you are not actively taking care of yourself as the leader who has to deal with the challenge. And your next step is not some complex strategy. Your next step is to sit down with yourself and actually figure out what does supporting myself look like? What does resourcing myself internally and externally better look like? What would help me navigate this difficult season so that when I come out the other side, because I will, I will come out still intact, probably with a whole lot of learnings. And I get it when you're like, I don't want to learn anymore. (laughs) Can it be boring, please? But a whole lot of learnings, but also I'll still come out with myself. I'll still come out recognizing me. I won't look back and regret actions I've taken. I won't look back and regret words I've spoken because I was so depleted I had nothing left. No, I took care of myself because that's my responsibility as a leader so I can lead this work and the people who do this work well. That's what I wanted to share with you, y'all. Seasons of challenge are normal. They do not last forever, but my God, it is your responsibility to take care of yourself during the season. It's your responsibility to ignore the voices that say, just work more. It is your responsibility to ignore the voices that say, it shouldn't be this hard. It is your responsibility to not pick up and or drop the tool of trying to sacrifice yourself in service of the work. And it is your responsibility to instead say, how do I structure my self-care so I can show up to this challenging season at my best aligned with my values, and come out the other side triumphant. And you will. All right, that's it for this week, y'all. Let me know if this helped. Let me know if you're in that kind of season. If you are, man, listen to this on repeat, okay? I want to let you know you can do it. I promise you, you can do it. I also want to let you know that the reason why it's so hard is because you care. The reason why it is so painful is because it means something to you. So don't worry about trying not to make it hard, trying not to make it painful. Don't worry about any of that. Worry instead about resourcing yourself because there's a reason that you're in that position. There's a reason that you went after doing this work that you want to do. And we all will benefit from you seeing it through. All right. Take care, y'all. I love you and I mean it. Have a great week.
Bye. Hey there. To be honest, this is uncomfortable for me, but here's the thing. I am getting used to leaning into discomfort. So here is my request for you. I am unapologetically asking you for something. If you listen to this podcast episode and it resonated for you and it was helpful for you, can you double check and see if you follow our podcast on your platform? Make sure that you follow us or subscribe so that you never miss an episode and you don't have to worry about hearing <laughs> hearing from somebody else that an episode was good because it will just automatically download to your device. Here's another thing that would be amazing. If you haven't yet, I would really appreciate if you go on your podcast platform to rate our podcast and to post a review if you love it. It does actually make a difference to people being able to find this podcast who similarly would appreciate the content. And basically, I would appreciate it a lot. So thanks for listening. I do this because I want us all to be in community with an elevated level of conversation. And I hope that you follow us, you like our episodes, and you consider leaving a rating and review if you haven't yet. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye.